0: Good evening, everyone. Well, I hope you all had a a most blessed and happy Thanksgiving. It is, uh, are you still full? (laughs) I think I am. I ate a lot of turkey. It was good. Uh, And then today, so it's great that Thanksgiving weekend, it just so happens that it concludes our, our liturgical season, our liturgical year here. And now we celebrate one of my favorite solemnities of our our faith, Christ the King. I love to pray to our God as our King. Um, You know, one thing this solemnity should do each year, brothers and sisters, is really give us great hope for the coming year. You know, today we give glory to our God and remember that you and I, And the whole universe has only one King, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We can know without a doubt that if we stay faithful to him, our Lord and King, then he will never forsake us. You know, my thought process for today's homily is really inspired by our second reading. You know, if you haven't read it yet, or if, you know, if you didn't pay close attention here when it was proclaimed, then I urge you to to go back and please read it uh, when you get home. You know, I think this is one of St. Paul's most powerful passages about the mystery of the Kingdom of God and how Christ's death and resurrection ties back to the very beginning, to Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden. You know, in the book of Revelation, Jesus promises us that if you conquer, if you overcome sin in your life, you will eat of the fruit of the tree of life. And what that means is paradise. And here's the powerful connection I want to make for you, my friends. The cross The cross does many things, but one of the things that happened on the cross of Jesus Christ is that the Garden of Eden was restored. You know, the New Testament wants us to see this. You know, if you go to Israel and visit the holy sites in Jerusalem, you will find that the Church of the Holy Sepulcher is built over the same two places— Jesus was crucified and buried they're that close together the place he was crucified and buried was a garden Jesus was crucified on a hill called Calvary or Golgotha in Aramaic which means place of the skull and Christian and Jewish tradition says that it's called the place of the skull because that is where Adam was buried. It refers to the skull of Adam. You know, there's a profound connection between Mount Calvary and the Garden of Eden. In the original Eden, Adam is known as the son of God, the first man of creation. So in the first Eden, you have a son, And you have a tree. But then Adam disobeys God's commands. He doesn't trust the Father. Adam eats from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which was forbidden. In the New Eden, there is a new Adam, a new Son of God who is the true Son. At the end of his life, jesus is in the garden of gethsemane and then it was a garden where he was crucified and in this garden is a tree all the way back in the book of genesis remember that there are two trees mentioned in the garden that have names the tree of knowledge and the tree of life when adam and eve are cast out of the garden God stations a cherubim angel with a flaming sword to guard the way to the tree of life. So, brothers and sisters, in the beginning, the human race was cast out of the garden. And what I want to show you today is that our King on the cross made it possible for you and me to return to Eden. In the New Testament, in our Christian tradition, the cross is referred to as the tree of life. Jesus takes our death so you and I can have eternal life. So my friends, in this life we have a choice. We can be like Adam or we can be like Christ. Adam and Eve fell for the lies of the evil one and distrusted God. They thought they knew better than him and decided to live their life their own way. And that's a temptation for every one of us. You know, there's a temptation to say, you know, you know Lord, I know what you want me to do. I know that you desire my holiness. You desire, to me, you desire me to be just and merciful and kind and prudent and temperate. I can listen to that or I can, I can choose my own way and, and think that I know my path, that I know what's good. I'm going to live for power and pleasure, for pride and for myself. There are two ways, brothers and sisters. Jesus came to restore humanity back to what it was created to be. And the cross for us is the tree of life. You know, now, now, going back to that, that quote I started with from the book of Revelation, you know, Jesus said, if, if you overcome sin in your life, you will eat of the fruit of the tree of life. And when we do that, my friends, when we do not let sin reign inside of us, then we will be a spiritual garden of Eden for God to walk in. You know, during Christ's crucifixion, at one point while he was hanging on the cross, he said to one of the criminals hanging with him, he says, today you will be with me in paradise. And here's my point. Someday, brothers and sisters, if if we live a good life, we will enter into heaven. Praise God. But it's not someday down the road you know you know Jesus wants to say to you and me right now today you will be with me in paradise God wants to make that paradise possible for us today in this world you know not just after we enter eternal life and finally my friends I want to leave you with this you know in Genesis Adam and Eve are cast out of the garden and the the tree of life is forbidden from them. But not for you. Do you know what you have, brothers and sisters? You are permitted to eat of the fruit of the tree of life. But many of us don't know it. If you live an obedient life where you love God and love your neighbor, drive out sin, then what happened on the cross is that the Garden of Eden was reopened to you. And you can have, and you have, the power to eat the fruit of the Tree of Life. Catholics call that the Eucharist. Do you know what you have, brothers and sisters? You know, many leaders and teachers in the church have observed that people are not going to Mass because they don't believe in the real presence. If more believe that Jesus really is present in the Eucharist, our churches would be full. You know, this op- observation reflects troubling data gathered by the Pew Research Center. You know, here and here are two of the most sobering discoveries they found. Nearly 70% of Catholics say they personally believe that during Catholic Mass, the bread and wine used in communion are just symbols of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Just one third of US Catholics say they believe that during Catholic Mass, the bread and wine actually become the body and blood of Jesus. You know, these findings, they explain a number of things. It explains why so many Catholics don't bother to attend Mass regularly and why so many have not returned to Mass after COVID restrictions were lifted. So what do we do now? Well, according to our bishops, we desperately need a Eucharistic revival. And we are in the heart of it right now, my friends. You know, beginning last year, the bishops of the United States launched a three-year National Eucharistic Revival initiative. And here's a summary of what, they, of what they envision. The mission of the Eucharistic Revival is to renew the church by enkindling a living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist. The vision is to inspire a movement of Catholics across the United States who are healed, converted, formed, and unified by an encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist and who are sent out on mission for the life of the world. The bishops are entrusting the Church to the Holy Spirit, believing that over the course of this revival, the Spirit will enkindle a dramatic new devotion to the real presence of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Open your hearts, my friends, and pray Pray for the fire of this revival to inflame our hearts and our our parish and our universal church. You know, in John chapter six, Jesus says that if we eat his flesh and drink his blood, we will live forever. And on this solemnity of Christ the King, brothers and sisters, do you know what you have? Are you truly aware of the gift God wants to give you? The death of Christ on the cross, you know, it recreates Eden. It it recreates paradise. And it happens right here in this church at every single holy sacrifice of the Mass. So when you receive the Eucharist today, you are giving something that was forbidden to Adam and Eve because they disobeyed God's commandments. If you come forward today with a pure heart, you receive the pledge of eternal life in the Eucharist. And Jesus says you will live forever. Lord Jesus, my prayer, my prayer I offer you today is that You would reign as king in every soul here, Lord. I pray that my own soul and the souls of everyone may become spiritual gardens of Eden. Give the grace to live holy lives in union with the Father, increase our faith and belief in your real and true presence in the Eucharist, Jesus. We long to hear those words you spoke on the cross, and Lord, may you say, May you say them to us now. Today you will be with me in paradise. Amen.